0: Welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host, Kelsey Loiselle, and with me today is my co-host.
1: Mark Zalcedo.
0: Yeah. Hi. Hi. Now every time I say with me today, since you pointed it out, now every time I feel like I have to say oh. <laughs> <laughs> today, not like every other time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you know how everything's going on these days, right? Mm-hmm. Don't you kind of just want to look someone in the eye and just say, "I shall place a curse of suffering on you that will doom you to a living hell"?
1: I have looked at the TV several times while Donald Trump is speaking and has said that. Mm.
0: And look like my wish is to come true. <laughs> my uh, my sister used to do stuff like that. Oh really? Yeah, she like when even when she was like. Three, four years old, she would be tossing plates down the stairs. That child was possessed. Yeah, and she'd be like, "I'm gonna put us sp- like a curse on you," and mm. like, I did kind of freak my mom out. I remember because she <laughs> okay. recounted it a few times, and she's like, "Her eyes were black."
1: Oh, shut up! They whatever. were. She was
0: like not black, like demon black, but like
1: like soulless. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Your mom thinks everybody's soulless except her, which is ironic because she's kind of soulless. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think that's the first time we've taken a public dig at
1: her. Oh, is it? Oh shit! <laughs> is joking, Lori. If you happen to be listening, just joking. <laughs>
0: um, let's get to it. Uh, you can find you blah, 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 blah. <laughs> You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at the Real Appeal two ease and real. You can also email us at therealappeal at gmail Um, please. Review us or rate us on iTunes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I can do that now.
1: What? Oh, oh, that's right.
0: Yeah.
1: Holy shit, folks. Kelsey. Today is the day that Kelsey became an iPhone owner. Mm-hmm. An app, an app. She now has an official Apple product. As opposed to unofficial. But, yeah, you actually have a, an Apple product now in your home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was a die-hard Samsung fan. Mm-hmm. Love the Galaxy.
1: Even the bomb one. Was Even it?
0: that was my favorite one. <laughs> fa- yeah. I'm like not gonna lie, that was my favorite one. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's everybody's favorite explosive device.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you can take it with you, and then if you get attacked in an alleyway, yeah, boom, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I it just got to a point where I was like, hey like you're not wowing me anymore samsung like you always seem to be a mm-hmm. step behind you're getting like closed they're closing the gap
1: yeah yeah that's that's a lot of people are saying
0: but i still feel like it's too little too late it's been like 15 years now almost mm-hmm. or like you know like 10 years something like that
1: 10 years of of, of what
0: iphone iphone's oh. been around
1: for how many years oh no yeah it's been around for a while so you're saying like it for for iphone it's too little too late
0: no for, oh, Samson. like, Android. Oh, gotcha. Like, Android in general.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um, and then Samsung came on the scene, like, I don't know, eight years ago or something like that. Oh, okay, all right. I don't know. Like, I'm kind of pulling numbers out of my ass, if I'm going to be honest. But it's been a long time. And, mm. like, I just feel like lately, the last two or three years, mm-hmm. something comes out, and I'm like, I want to be excited about it. What's new? Oh, it has a different bezel on it
1: bezel what's a bezel
0: the edge of the phone
1: oh okay
0: or hey now it has an infinity screen
1: oh okay Okay, so yeah it's just kind of it's not wowing you as as much as as you would hope it would
0: yeah i'm like guys like it's just like i don't know window the windows operating systems are the same way Yeah, yeah you know like you don't you were you're glitchy as hell and people hack you and all kinds of shit
1: yeah I'm not I'm not gonna lie, I actually get excited whenever Apple has a the the iPhone has a new update, like a new iOS. Mm-hmm. And not like an iOS like fourteen point zero point two. I'm talking about like a whole new like iOS fifteen or some shit like yeah. that. I'm like, ooh, let's see what happens now. Let's well, see I'll what I do with my it. phone. And I, I
0: haven't experienced that except for an hour.
1: No. Oh, when okay. I had the phone because uh-huh.
0: it was on the thirteen. Uh-huh. And then when i did the upgrade, it went to the fourteen. Yeah. So I was like, Cause it's funny. You told me um, yesterday morning. You're like, "Oh, you can do this thing. It'll like kind of automatically group the apps for you." Yeah. So I asked the guy in the store about it this morning, <laughs> and he goes, "Well, he won't be able to do that for like an hour until it like kicks the uh, the yeah, update to the you, but iOS. then you can." I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs>
1: <laughs> so okay, you've you've had you've had the uh, your, okay, you have um. An iPhone Pro Max. 11, right? Yeah. iPhone 11 Pro Max. Um, you've kind of messed around with it a little bit. How, how, do, how do you like it um, in the first, like, 12, I guess 12 hours since you've had it?
0: I have a Café Land World Kitchen <laughs> addiction. Uh, um, so I made sure that's one of the first apps that I downloaded. <laughs> and I made sure I could uh, sign in to Facebook so I can make sure that I got my, you know, i'm at like level 110 or oh, something like that okay. in there so and when i opened it and all my little people came flooding into my restaurant it moved so much nicer uh uh-huh. um so that was like like cool for me no one else will give a shit but i like that uh-huh. um and then also um the blue filter thing where mm. they're like oh we don't use blue filter mm. And you could turn it on if you want to yeah or not the blue filter but the blue Blue screen like the oh, blue okay. light. Yeah, yeah. You could turn it on if you want to, but they have something else that they use. And when I had the phones next to each other mm. um when I was transferring data, yeah. My eyes were already adjusting to the iPhone and the Samsung screen was giving me a migraine. Oh wow. Even though I'd had that for like forever.
1: <sighs> well, welcome to the uh, welcome to Apple. Thanks.
0: <laughs> There are a few things that I miss from the Samsung, but yeah. I, I have a feeling that time's gonna go by and I'll, and I'm gonna be like, why did I care about that so much?
1: Yeah, I think it's just that kind of familiar, that familiarity. I think the word is um, with a with a particular phone. Um, I've had a I've had an uh, an iPhone since like six, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't get I don't get a new iPhone every e- every year. Like sometimes I'll wait until like there. Are another like maybe two iterations of the iphone like um i used to it's weird i used to jump it used to be even numbers like with six would come out like i had a six and i just waited waited and there's seven i was like i don't need it and then eight came out i was like all right i'll get an eight uh-huh. and then i think the last one i had was like nine i think i had a nine and then no i think that i think I had you a didn't t- have a nine no i had it i had it i think i had an eight i yeah. was rocking an eight for a while yeah and i was like you know what fuck it. i'll just Boom, I just jumped like right to 11.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, got an iPhone. Awesome. I just can't wait to use the camera now. I haven't used it yet. Oh,
1: you can actually get that. Uh, you can actually get that case for your lenses now. Mm-hmm. You can get, get that. I know this is, all, this is all fun, entertaining nudes. This is why people listen to us. Yeah. <laughs>
0: we're, we're not doing movie reviews this episode, we're doing iPhone versus Samsung reviews for you. <laughs> yeah, this is our tech episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, oh, wait.
1: But, but, yeah. Tell everybody, what, what are we doing this episode?
0: <laughs> our segments, we've got the news, of mm-hmm. course. We've got our recent review of Vampires versus the Bronx. McAfee has really interrupted me.
1: <laughs> Thanks, McAfee. We're in the middle of a
0: podcast. <laughs> um, I learned some stuff about McAfee that made me really, um, I really want to learn about that company. Oh, okay. Um, Variety Time is after our recent review. So, of course, we're doing Lovecraft Country, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and our geriatric cinematic is Blackula from 1972.
1: Yeah, the topic this week is motherfuckers finna suck your blood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. What's going on in the news, Mark? Uh, in the news...
1: This past week
0: uh,
1: We finally got casting news Of Miss Marvel uh, It's a newcomer named, Her name is Iman Velina I think that's your name uh, She has been tapped To play the covenant role Of Miss Marvel who is Kamala Khan, a Muslim American I'm really stoked on this I really like the fact that they actually got like a legit like Muslim woman mm-hmm. uh, um, I believe she's actually like, Pakistani um, Really stoked about that um, I remember they dropped news about this Miss Marvel like last year, like D twenty three. Um but yeah, like uh if for folks who don't know who Miss Marvel is, and not like not like Captain Marvel, but like Miss Marvel. Um even though in the in the old Marvel comics there was a Miss Marvel who later turned to Captain Marvel, but what happened in the comics in two thousand thirteen was uh, there was this girl Kamala Khan, and she developed these superpowers, and she wanted to wear the mon the the not monarch. Mongo? Moniker. Moniker. Thank you, Moniker of Miss Marvel, and she's been rocking it ever since. Uh, it was created by uh, G Willow Wilson, and the artist was Adrian uh, Afolon, I think that's the name. Um, uh, Alphona. That, Alphona. Thank you. And who's going to be writing on the show is. Shah K Ali uh, is going to be writing the Miss Marvel show. Um, yeah, that's all like all the news I draw from Miss Marvel. But it's, it's exciting because like, cool, we have our Miss Marvel now. This yeah. is like totally awesome. I think this is going to be great, especially since um, they had a. There was a longer trailer of uh, Scarlet Witch mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, Vision. Yeah, and Vision, yeah. I'm, I'm blanking for some reason. It's
0: okay. I'm here to complete your sentences because you know I complete you. <sighs>
1: Fuck oh, man. I need a sandwich or something. <laughs> I don't know why he said that. Uh, but yeah, if the trailer for that show looked pretty freaking awesome. We're having like movie level movie level quality like TV shows. So I'm sure uh, Disney slash Marvel, they're gonna like sell this sucker because this is like a huge thing. This is like a Pakistanian superhero and it it doesn't follow like what would be like a typical like trope of like whatever Hollywood thinks these people well act and react and stuff like that so i'm pretty excited about it um that's all the news i dropped off from miss marvel
0: and cue the hate
1: <sighs> <laughs> i haven't seen any hate i have not seen any hate so far
0: but when did this drop
1: um mm, sometime earlier last week but i haven't seen i, I but i haven't checked off if if there has been any hate i normally like you're hearing you you hear it somehow yeah but i haven't really seen anything about it gotcha
0: Next up, we have The Lion King, um, follow-up set with Moonlight director Barry Jenkins Barry to helm for Walt Disney Studios. Barry Jenkins. Mark. Yes. Who's he dating?
1: Uh, Mia Wong,
0: I think her name is. You were, like, excited to tell me this news. I was like,
1: excited, because I was just like, oh, shit. You are uh, like, oh,
0: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, because uh, you kind like, of hey. threw me a curveball, that's why
0: yeah um because i was working and you were also like doing your college work
1: sorry lulu wang Lulu, lulu Wang. Yeah, yeah lulu wang
0: and it was so funny because i'm like working all of a sudden you're like oh <gasps> <laughs> i'm like what and you turned around and you looked at me and you go barry jenkins and lulu wong you know the girl from the farewell no uh it wasn't the farewell yeah was, she's the
1: director of the farewell
0: Oh, I thought you said uh, the one who did um, "Always Be My Maybe."
1: No, that's Ali Wong. Oh, this is Lulu Wang. (laughs) Jesus.
0: I don't. Who's Lulu Wang again?
1: There's no Lulu Wang. It's Lulu Wang.
0: That that one. Yeah, who is she?
1: She's the one who directed the farewell.
0: Okay. Well, anyways, I like it because they're both
1: directors. (laughs) They're both very talented directors, and Kelsey and I were like huge fans of Barry Jenkins' work.
0: No, I feel, I feel stupid, but I do this all the time, so oh I should God. just be used to it.
1: <laughs> okay, so what was the news on him, other than who he's, who he's dating?
0: <laughs> he is directing um, the follow-up to the 2019 um, release of The Lion King. Jeff Nathanson, who wrote the script for the last, or, you know, the first movie, mm. um, he's back in the fold, and he has completed the first draft of it um they're gonna use the same photorealistic technology that they did mm-hmm. in 2019 yeah um and you know it's like the same technology i guess from the, the jungle book too mm. uh, but they don't have a release date yet um or like a production start date and um
1: it's supposed to be about like the early days of Mufasa, so it's a Mufasa or- origin story.
0: Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um. So I guess, you know, it's a top priority for, for them. Um, Disney, so, you know, Disney. Who's Sean Bailey? Because uh, I keep seeing under you know it's a top priority for Sean Bailey's division. After the last film grossed one point six billion worldwide.
1: Uh, Sean Bailey. Who is Sean Bailey? He's probably like the producer of... He's probably the producer of The Lion King. Um, I think this is really cool because um, this... Yeah, he's a film producer. That's why. Gotcha. Um, I think this is really cool that Barry Jenkins is going to get the opportunity to direct a big Disney movie. Because this...
0: And it's like in so, like, it has African culture.
1: Yeah, I mean, we never... S- uh, we haven't seen... I haven't seen The Lion King. Have you watched the, the 2019
0: one? Nope, I heard it was bad, and I didn't want to touch on the 10-foot pole. Oh,
1: damn. I don't think it was... That. <laughs>
0: damn. I heard it was really bad. Like, I, everyone was bored and disappointed.
1: Oh, okay. Um... I think this is cool because Barry Jenkins, he's like this independent director. You know, he got an Oscar for writing uh, If Bill She Could Talk, Moonlight won an Oscar for Best Picture a couple of years back. This is one of those this is one of those opportunities that like independent directors get for like to get to get like buku books yeah. to get their name to get like to stamp themselves in Hollywood so they can have another great opportunity to essentially do like their passion project. I always think it's it's it tends to be like one for you, one for me kind of thing.
0: Oh, okay. Like, like like you know how they work out things with Netflix like you know, you have to do so many things but like mm. there might be likely if those are successful, you can do your passion project.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um like Christopher Nolan's like one of them. You know, he does like a big project for like a big studio, and then they let him do like whatever he wants. Or even like Edgar Wright has done that. So this is it's a, it's a direct, it is a director thing, a Hollywood thing, where they do a big big budget movie.
0: Taika Waititi.
1: Oh, Taika Waititi, definitely Taika Waititi. He 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 got he was he did Thor. and Now he's then he was like, all right, I'm gonna go do Jojo Rabbit, and then <laughs> Jojo Rabbit got him an Oscar, and he's like, all right, I'm gonna do what the fuck I want now because I'm yeah, fucking Taika exactly. Waititi. Yeah. Um, but I am hoping I'm I'm really hoping this is a, a success um, mainly because it's Barry Jenkins and I love that guy's work um, so I can I and like I said I we, we haven't watched the Lion King so and I'm not really too eager to watch it
0: no me either yeah um, so they're keeping the log line like
1: under wraps under wraps okay
0: um, but it's supposed to follow like it, yeah it's yeah. I don't think it's confirmed or anything but um, it's supposed to follow like Mufasa, you know, when he was younger, and the mm. mythology of some of the characters. Um, so we're going to
1: finally see how Scar got that scar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so, who wrote the story?
1: Jeff Net, uh Jeff, Jeff Net oh, No, no, no,
0: not him. I meant like the okay. news story that we're pulling this from. Because uh, whoever wrote this story that y- you put in the docket was like, it's kind of reminiscent of the Godfather part two, but if it's set in the African mm. plains.
1: That's cool. Yep. I like Godfather part two. That's actually a really good movie. Well, a lot of people think that's a really good movie. Oh, it's a to sneeze.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen that one, by the way.
1: Godfather part two? Mm-hmm. I've seen one, two, and 20 minutes of part three. Part three is mm. god awful. Really? It's so fucking bad. And I'm not the only one who thinks that it is mm. so
0: bad.
1: <laughs> I was like, alright, I'm done. I'll get to this. Five years later. Still haven't watched it.
0: <laughs> Dang. Um so yeah. It is actually Jenkins' second film project at Disney.
1: Uh oh yeah, that's right. He's working on something else. Uh Biopic. On uh, famed choreographer Alvin Ailey for Searchlight. That's cool.
0: Yep. Um, so, yeah. the Underground Railroad also.
1: Dad, this dude is busy as fuck. At he, Amazon. This dude is busy as fuck. Yep. And he dressed so nice too.
0: So he <laughs> said. Um, mm-hmm. Helping my sister raise two young boys during the 90s, I grew up with these characters, Jenkins said. Having the opportunity to work with Disney on, expanding this magnificent tale of friendship, love, and legacy, while furthering my work chronicling the lives and souls of folk within the African diaspora, is a dream come true. And Hmm. they have not cast anybody yet.
1: Hmm. I doubt they're going to get... I'm sure they would probably get like James Earl Jones. Like a little bit, he's the one who does the voice of Mufasa. Uh-huh. I'm sure they would get him to like maybe at the beginning of the movie, like you know, before you know, they'll probably be like Simba. Let me tell you this story when I was growing up. And then like it'll be whoever's gonna voice Mufasa, yeah, a young Mufasa. I'm stoked for this. Like I said, because mainly because Barry, because it's Barry Jenkins. Anything he does, I'm just like, yo, I'm there.
0: Plus, like. You don't have to have seen the other one to watch this one, then, because it's gonna be like a before prequel. story. I'm sure.
1: I'm sure there will be a, a bit of references in the in this prequel, and it'll kind of be like, oh, so that's what that's what he meant in the Lion King, or some shit like that. Yeah, probably.
0: Um. So yeah, and um, we have other news.
1: Oh my god! <sighs> so Cineworld could close all Regal cinemas, uh, UK vineyards, UK could because. The fact that no time to die has been delayed. Um,
0: that's because mm, hear me out. Okay. James Bond has no time to die. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to catch the Rona. <laughs> he has literally no time to die. So
1: like, <laughs> He's like I got time for that shit. Uh, so was, what happened was um, so Cine, Cineworld... Center World uh, they could shutter about 400, 543 regal cinemas in the US, um, across Ireland, all across UK and Ireland in the coming weeks. Um, this is mainly because No Time to Die has been pushed back till April 21st. I remember seeing,
0: no, April 2021. Yeah,
1: sorry, April 2021. I remember seeing like trailers and, or posters of No Time to Die and it was like November. And I kept looking at that like, that ain't gonna happen. I know for a fact it ain't gonna fucking happen. Yeah. And it ain't, it ain't gonna happen. Um, And I understand why the theaters are doing this because there's no reason to keep them open. However, this was pretty fucked up on their part because uh, the Cineworld staff they were not uh, informed of this decision uh, that came out on Saturday. On Saturday, Um, yeah, it's it was
0: like on front page news. in yeah. the, um, let's see. Let's
1: like, there was, like, no internal. Oh, the uh, Sunday Times. Yeah, there was, like, no internal memo or anything like that. Yeah, the, given like, the, the up.
0: employees just found out from the front page and knew of the Sunday Times. Yeah,
1: that is so messed up.
0: Um. So, they're they're saying that they're going to come to a final decision, I guess, soon. Mm. But they could close as early as next week. Mm-hmm. Um. And be closed, like, I guess, indefinitely. Yeah. So I guess they'll maybe they'll open when James Bond finally decides to have some time to die. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I mean it's 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 so funny because like Kelsey and I we haven't been to like an actual theater and since the pandemic has kicked up and they've we watched closed
0: a bad movie too was the last one we watched.
1: No, no, it wasn't that bad. Uh, the Hunt. That was the last movie we saw. Oh yeah,
0: but he, it was disappointing.
1: Yeah, it wasn't as good as we as we thought it was gonna be. However, Kelsey and I have been going to the drive-in a lot. Mm-hmm. There is a drive-in that's like ten minutes away from us that we actually just came back from seeing a uh, the premiere of this really good movie called uh, Saint Maude. Um So it's it's it, one it, on one hand we're kind of like what's up?
0: It thought just crossed my mind that Saint Maud is what First Reform should have been that's
1: what i was thinking too holy shit when it when it was getting close to the end i was like this is what first perform should have been Uh, i'm sure we're gonna review this movie like later on when it's like on a wider release but this kind of give you guys heads up it's a really fucking great movie yeah (laughs) um but anyway yeah kelsey and i we've we kind of just been going to the drive-in like every week or
0: yeah Uh, you know every week maybe we might skip a week
1: but yeah yeah and that's because of like what's going on at the beyond fest is film festival that kelsey and i are like diehard fans of um so it was Burn
0: hollywood burn
1: uh, burn hollywood burn seriously <laughs> i mean it is shit the pandemic's burning it down
0: <laughs> exactly
1: um so it's it's kind of weird because we're still going it, on one hand we're like well we're still going to the movies but on the other hand we're like we're not in the theater so it still kind of feels a bit off mm-hmm. um however like it's, it really does break my heart that, like, a lot of these people, the Center World staff didn't get this news. So that means, like, a lot of people are going to get furloughed or fired. Again. Yeah.
0: Like, again, because they already were, and then they opened back up in, like, July. Yeah. So in the UK, they, they opened up the beginning of July, and then the U.S. followed, mm-hmm. like, late July when Tenet was going to open.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But huh. not everywhere, because obviously I'm still seeing signs everywhere, like, you know, we're... Still not open yet. See you when we return. Mm-hmm.
1: I know there are some AMC's that are open, not anywhere close to us. But like the closest AMC to us is like maybe a probably like a forty-five minute hour drive. Yeah. Which I think is funny because people they have to drive far to go to a drive-in, and they don't have to go far for a theater. For us, we have to go far for a theater, but we don't have to go that far for a drive-in.
0: We have a few in the area too
1: that are open theaters, no
0: drive-ins. Open?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's we that's, only
0: ever go to the Mission Tiki, but there's a few within at least like a 20 mile radius. Yeah, us.
1: it's like Rubidoux and like, uh, I forgot what's that Riverside one. But yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so yeah, it's, it's like it's at the end of every show, I tell you guys wash your hands and wear your mask so that shit can be over with. Some of y'all just ain't fucking listening. And Mom, this shit happens. I'm sure
0: the listeners are listening. Mm hmm but you know
1: they're not heeding my advice
0: no i'm sure they are heeding your advice i Mm. think other people who don't listen to the show you know yeah i think everyone who listens to the show does what they're supposed to do yeah because
1: you guys are smart you guys are cool because you guys are smart enough good enough and gosh darn it people like you they're
0: smart and cool so they're (sighs) small
1: can we get down the news and who on to (laughs) this bullshit
0: (laughs) yes uh we are going to do our recent review of vampires versus the bronx what's poppin y'all it's your girl gloria coming at you live if you see a kid that's riding a bike two sizes too big for him that's this little man trying to save the neighborhood and speaking of saving the neighborhood what's up with all these missing person flyers
2: yo check out the courthouse they're turning it into apartments y'all know how this starts them
1: white people with canvas bags that's always the first sign What you doing down here, bro?
2: It's too late to fight back now. We are going to wipe you out like the vermin you are.
1: We got vampires in the Bronx. Nobody gonna care that Slim disappeared? Why? Because he's a gangbanger? Nah, homie. Because he's from the Bronx, like us. There's a lot of things happening in this neighborhood right now. Keep your eyes open. Right. Yo, that was mad vague, dog. What do you uh, do for work? Real estate.
0: Are you seriously out at night when you know there's a couple of vampires running around? We're gonna need some garlic and some wooden steaks, like, right the hell now.
2: Going to the nest and take out every last one
0: of them. The synopsis is a group of young friends from the Bronx fight to save their neighborhood from gentrification and vampires. Directed by Osmany Rodriguez. Written by Blaze Hemingway and Osmany Rodriguez. It stars Jaden Michael, Gerald Jones the third, Gregory Diaz the and Coco Jones. Mm. Coco Jones. Did you tell me if um that one girl was
1: Oh no, that's not her. That's not her? No, no. I, I looked it up. That's not the girl from um T yesterday. It's not her.
0: Yeah. Um This movie. hmm What did you think about it?
1: I like this movie. i i I like it it's it's not like a fantastic film but it is it's a good it's a good film to watch um uh some of the performers are actually really good especially coming from the kids yeah i'm not like i don't i mean
0: they weren't annoying that's like number one
1: yeah i'm not like i'm not a fan of child actors or actresses because i think i find them fucking annoying or it's so unbelievable so unbelievable um however these kids are really fucking good um what was the homeboy's name? I think it was like Gregory Diaz IV, uh, the kid with the glasses. I really liked him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that dude was pretty funny. Um, there was a couple of people that showed up in this movie. I was like, "Yo, he's in this movie!" Like, food, like that dude, uh, kid, the marrow is mm-hmm. in here from Deuces and Mero. I was like, "What the fuck?" And I think it's funny because like they call uh, Deuces and Merrow, They call himself the the Bodega Boys, and he, oh. was, and he was running a bodega. I was like, "Ah, it's <laughs> hilarious." Um, What's his name? Sean Sheehan. Shea Wiggum? Shea Wiggum, I think his name is. The dude from Perry Mason was in this movie. Oh, yeah. And I always liked that guy whenever he shows. He always either plays like a cop or like a New Yorker or some sort or some shit like that.
0: Oh, so this time he was a New Yorker. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um,
0: I didn't actually care for him in this. First of all, I didn't recognize him because he looked, first of all, fuller
1: uh-huh and he had that he had all that did, hair on his he head he had
0: the hair on his head he wasn't scruffy uh uh-huh. um or dirty looking so mm-hmm. i didn't recognize him but he also didn't have a huge role mm-hmm. and he was kind of a bitch
1: yeah yeah i'm not saying that like oh i wasn't saying like oh i loved the performances movie i mean i just i'm just, i whenever i see him i was like oh cool he's here I just like seeing him in movies. Yeah, yeah. Method Man is in this movie as a priest. He's a Father Jackson. I was (laughs) like, oh, Method Man, there you go. However, Method Man wasn't too bad. Like, I've seen a couple of other stuff he's done that he's been in, and I'm like, dude, why are you trying to fucking act, man? You ain't that good. Yeah. Um, This one, he was like, all right.
0: Well, because he he wasn't too serious. Mm -hmm. I think mostly his his contribution is you have fallen from the path.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's find
0: I, your way back to Jesus.
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty ironic because he's like, he's done like some scandalous shit and everything and everything. <laughs> but you know his method. Um, this this movie plays up what it is. It's it's just the concept is ridiculous. Vampires that are coming into the Bronx, and they're um, and the Bronx like fights back. Yeah. I do like the underlining message. It's not. It's I mean it's not really hidden, but I do like the gentrification portion of the movie of how that is, like, a huge problem. And that is a, a huge problem in, like, certain cities.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I do like that. I do have a problem with it in this story, though. Oh, really? Um, and I'll let you know when we get into the spoiler, spoiler section. section on that. But just remind me so I don't forget. Okay. Um, I do like the the community message. mm mm-hmm. um, I honestly, though, didn't really have, like... A huge. It didn't for me. It didn't have like one character who was really super likable.
1: Oh, in the in the in the community. Except for maybe. um, Except maybe like the kids. No,
0: Disus. No, Meryl.
1: Oh, Meryl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah, but he wasn't like the focus, and so it's like. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like. I just felt like i know it's probably wrong but like i want it to be i love see you yesterday and i wanted oh, okay. it to be on that level where you could marry a story about kids mm. with culture and like make it clever and i just mm. felt like it was just running through uh, the scenario
1: yeah yeah i get you yeah because like i remember in see yesterday they did kind of harken on the whole culture of like the community and everything like that it was like
0: um I think it was also set in the Bronx or in Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, and I think it was like it was supposed to be like a Haitian holiday or something like that. that yeah,
0: and they had a block No, it was the Fourth of July. They had a, a block party for I thought the Fourth like of a, July. I thought
1: it was like a Haitian a Haitian party. A Haitian no. block block party. Okay.
0: Because they were wearing red, white, and blue too.
1: Oh okay, okay. Um yeah, and this one it it's kinda weird. It's like Oh
0: wait, maybe it...
1: I could have sworn it was like a Haitian holiday.
0: Maybe it was, because... I don't know. It was like the end of June in that... You know, when they did their mm. first jump and they were annoying everybody. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think it was the 4th of July, because when they finally... They have to go back a week when it's like the 4th of July.
1: Okay. Um, one thing I had... I just thought about this. Um, see, yesterday and Vampires versus the Bronx, they could have been like a block apart. Yeah. Because of the whole community and the way how everything was shot. It, it was almost like they... I don't know if it's the same director cuz they almost could have passed as like the same director. Well,
0: it's funny because the the girl that I thought was the girl from see you yesterday. Yeah. She has that same way of talking and like um, you know, talking to the camera and stuff that mm. she did in in see You yesterday, so I kind of thought it was cuz it that's it really made me feel like it was almost the same movie or in the same world.
1: Oh, okay. Um is there anything what did you think about like the, the I guess you could say it's like the horror aspect of the of the movie? The That car has something to say about it. I know.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. For me this movie actually felt more catered toward the tween mm-hmm. um demographic. Yeah. So it wasn't horrendously scary. Yeah. But it was kind of spooky, I guess. Like even my nine-year-old, who's terrified of everything, mm-hmm. like even when we watch, um, what's it called? Supernatural. No, um, the or Lovecraft Country. Oh okay. She won't even. She won't even try.
1: Oh, because yeah, because Lovecraft is like way more intense.
0: Some mm. parts of it, but not all of it, mm. and like. I think those happen pretty quickly, and you can get past it. Oh, okay. She doesn't even like suspense. Suspense is scary for her because she wants. She doesn't like that feeling. Mm-hmm. And so she saw this, and I'm like, "Do you think this is scary?" Like she saw the, like parts of it, and she's like, "Well, kind of, but also, um, but I also really like it." So I'm like, "Okay, so like that just kind of gives you a level of like it's a more kid friendly mm-hmm. type." movie with like the horror parts
1: yeah and there's even like a there's even like a subplot that um kind of does like this typical like you know the people you hang around with affect you and, and can affect your life like down the line um but they don't like beat you over the head with it yeah um i did kind of find it i found it a little annoying that they kind of cut off that subplot like pretty f- not not fast but like it got to a point where they're like This this happens and boom, all right, the subplot's gone, so we don't have to like think about it. Yeah, like it didn't like like, I always like it when people when there's like a plot A and a plot B in a movie,
0: and they come together. Yeah, and
1: they come together at the end or something like that. This one was like boom, let's just cut off that plot B like right now.
0: Or they don't need to come together, but it's it's there. Here and there, throughout, and mm. gives you another layer to, like, the yeah. characters and how they interact with each other.
1: Yeah, I think, and I think that the reason why they might have cut that is because this one already had the idea of, like, all right, these kids are fighting vampires, okay, and they're also fighting against gentrification, and there's this plot, but we don't really need it, so we'll just kind of end it right here.
0: Well, then, you know, yeah, and then how family gets in the way of things, too. So.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely.
0: Um, so I kind of do want to get into the spoilery stuff okay. so um
1: okay folks well uh we are going to jump into the spoiler section if uh y'all have not seen vampire versus the bronx we're going to leave this little bumper for you guys uh for the other folks who have seen it come inside the room you know kick back kick your shoes up don't put your feet on the couch because they're dirty as fuck and just mm-hmm. kind of relax and uh here's your spoiler bumper right about now
0: Um can I just get right into the part the identification part? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So the the main antagonist is a female. She's like they call her something like the commander or something. Mhm. Um so she's a vampire and she's trying to Uh
1: you're talking about the Carmen, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's okay. trying
0: to take over like find a spot where she can bring her
1: No, I'm sorry, that's not Carmen. Carmen's the mother. But go oh, on, go yeah, on.
0: Yeah. She's trying to bring um all of the her like vampire family or whatever mm-hmm. somewhere where they can live and not be noticed and, you know, do their thing mm-hmm. and set up their nest. Yeah. And she said, "We just want to live somewhere where people can disappear and no one's going to give a shit, basically."
1: And and I mean that's partially true because of shit like that because it's the Bronx or it's in like what people would call a, a inner city neighborhood and shit uh-huh. like that.
0: But when you gentrify, what do you think is going to happen?
1: Oh, you're going to bring in attention and all that shit. Yeah, because so, they're
0: So that's like it. It conflicts. Like mm. I, I, I like the idea that they're fighting against gentrification. They, they can't say that they're trying to gentrify the area but then also like try to find a place where they're not going to be found out yeah she was Doesn't work
1: uh her name is vivian she was played by sarah sarah daddon oh yeah okay
0: so that that's the thing that bugged me about that yeah i didn't think about that
1: until you mentioned it and that 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 makes complete sense because yeah um normally like in certain neighborhoods you know someone goes missing and the cops don't show up until like days later or whatever. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like, if that place gets gentrified, then then it will because it'll it'll bring business and all that kind.
0: I'm
1: of, oh, sorry. Okay. Let me is finish my start,
0: thought. Is it all starting to like? Yeah, yeah.
1: So let me finish my thought. Yeah, it's gonna like bring all this attention because more people are gonna come to this neighborhood. They're gonna want to like live closer towards this area. Um, if it's gentrified, a lot of more white people are gonna show up. Then they can't really do go on the killing spree anymore because they're gonna be noticed and yeah, shit. Yeah,
0: they're gonna have to move again.
1: Yeah. So I had this I had this idea of like. Um. Okay, so the neighborhood is gentrified. Okay, uh-huh. and in all these buildings that were closed up, they would like plaster like, "Oh, this was this is going to open soon." Yeah, you know, like a there was one. It was like a butter shop, right, or yeah. some shit like that. Okay, what is the what is the hiring process? Like, do they does this real estate company do they have like a hiring process to like bring these people? Because these are like, like who? Okay, they bought the buildings, they have the stuff. Is all that stuff under, like, one umbrella for, like, the real estate company? And then, like, so they have to have somebody manage this little shop that they've bought? I don't know if I'm...
0: Are you saying you're, like, running out of people because you're eating them?
1: Yeah, that, and then, like, you're bringing, like, I don't... Because it it, it kind of... You kind of are bringing more attention because they got to hire people for these shops, right?
0: Oh, so you're talking about putting in, like... Ads in the class- classifieds and yes, shit.
1: yes, like stuff like that, and the people are going to work there. Then eventually, it's going to get out. Like, oh, this real estate company is really like vampires because eventually <laughs> someone's going to find. I mean, these kids fucking found out pretty easily. Mm. Um, so that part is just, now. I'm thinking, about, I'm like, all right, I'm seeing a lot of like
2: plot issues. holes. Yeah, yeah.
1: issues in plot, but I think I. But it, it doesn't. It doesn't really take me, take it too much away from me on how I feel about this film.
0: It does for me. Mm. Um. I, I just felt like it's just one of those things where it could have been something mm. a little extra special because mm. of the type of story it is. Yeah. And <laughs> that car is
1: not agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and they didn't. They just felt kind of flat.
1: Yeah. Like they probably it didn't
0: have as much heart as I expected it mm. to the mother's. Basically, beating on their fucking sons and shit was mm-hmm. a little overbearing at times. Like, you don't have to do that constantly. Yeah. Um, the, the I don't know. The little love interest with the girls was kind of like a throwaway. Like, they didn't need that in there. They're, it didn't add anything.
1: I honestly didn't. Um, the, uh, the love interest part, that didn't really bother me too much. I did like the fact that Coco does join join them against in their fight, Uh and when they tell her like, "Oh yeah, vampires," she's like, "Oh shit, and you guys are out here like they're vamp like she actually like took took their side like almost immediately.
0: Yeah, she wasn't like, "What are you fucking talking about?" Yeah, she believed them.
1: Yeah, so I did like her. I kind of wish they actually had her more in the movie.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like there there's a disconnect it was they were the there was like a group of three girls yeah that were kind of like a, a love interest type thing and yeah. then all of a sudden you don't really see them that much except whenever they pop up to you know make the boys look more inferior and mm. you know out of their league yeah and then coco is with the team yeah, like
1: uh, yeah, Rita. I keep calling her Coco, but that's her actor's name. Yeah, the character Rita. Yeah,
0: yeah, like it just for me, it's like another thing that could have been written a little better.
1: Yeah, I will admit that some of the writing is is a bit off. Like it was an idea that they didn't fully flesh out. Hmm. Um. So I, I can see uh, uh quite a bit of those issues with that. Um,
0: but, but I'm gonna say mm-hmm. like I know I'm having lots of issues, and I liked I like to bring all the issues up front. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to say that I don't hate the movie. Like it's yeah. not a bad movie. It's definitely something you should watch with your kids.
1: Yeah, this is totally like and I know some like, people are like, "Oh, it's this kid friendly and stuff like that." It's not like 100% kid friendly. It's like I would say this is like maybe PG-13. Um, but if you have a kid that's brave enough to watch it, I think that I would think they would enjoy watching it.
0: Yeah. Um So, I think also Mero is like not intended to be, but is the heart of the story. Oh yeah,
1: one hundred percent.
0: Um and then he dies and like they they try even harder to like avenge or like find out what happened to him in mm-hmm. you know in truth and um I like him in the story. I wish he would have stuck around for the whole thing. Yeah, I think But they don't like he had to die because he's the only character that was like
1: that they were really connected with. Yeah, like, mm.
0: he's the only character that I felt connected with. Mm. That's it. Like, I didn't have any connection with anybody else. Maybe a with, little bit with Coco. No, With, with uh, Rita.
1: None, none of the kids you had a connection with?
0: I didn't like any of those boys. Really? Maybe the older one I felt a little sorry for, and I swear I saw him in something.
1: You talking about General, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Gerald Jones the third. Is that the one who was uh, joining the gang? Yeah. Okay. I know. I think I saw. I thought I saw him somewhere else, but I can't remember where I had seen him.
0: I swear it was like Moonlight or something.
1: Oh, I wonder if it that, that is the kid. Um, one one of the one the issue that I was referring to earlier about the um, this this uh, this subplot was the fact that like there's this gang around, and other than like the kids finding vampires justification. Gerald Jones third, uh, his character Bobby Carter um, has to deal with like being forced into this gang and I felt like they could have actually done a lot more with it like they, I, they had that message of like don't join gangs and stuff like that and kids are doing what they feel they need to do to like survive and stuff like that mm-hmm. but I think either like they should have like went all the way with it or put more heart into that or just not have had it at all
0: and he seemed kind of really wishy-washy on this is what i need to do or or Mm. i don't want to do this and his mother was making it hard for him
1: okay
0: you know like she was kind of driving him more towards it i think because she was constantly telling him you're gonna end up like your father and she was like really overbearing Mm -hmm. and i felt like the message there was kind of lost like as an adult i get it Mm. but like for the intended audience, are they gonna get it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, gotcha. I don't think
0: I don't think they will.
1: Yeah, probably not. Um, um,
0: he was in Blue Bloods.
1: Did you ever watch that show? No. Okay. Yeah, he was in Blue Bloods, and he showed up. Uh, like I said, he, he was in that show, The Get Down. I could have swore you watched The Get Down. No. Okay. Yeah, he was in that Get Down, Miss educated I've never seen. Um, he kind of does look like the kid from Moonlight. Yeah. The one who played uh the young Chiron.
0: The, like the middle. The middle one, I think.
1: No, I would say the kid one.
0: The, the the kid one? Yeah,
1: when he was when they called him black, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um there was oh, so yeah, I, I remember one thing I was pointing out, um oh actually okay. Kind of coming back coming back to you, Kelsey. Um, you were saying you had issues but you did like it. I remember that there were several parts where you were actually like really laughing.
0: Yeah, I think well, here's the thing. Mm. I did laugh a few times. Mm. Um but honestly you were laughing a lot more like i wouldn't be laughing because Mm. it's like there's also some sort of like cultural understanding that the writers have yeah that me as a white person who didn't even grow up around like too many people of color Mm. i don't get it
1: oh okay so you'd
0: be laughing at parts and i'm like yeah it's just them behaving you know like that's part of their personality, but for you, it's like a cultural thing, and you were laughing.
1: Yeah, because there's like a lot of a lot of the things that the kids went through, like dealing with their parents, or even like some of the stuff they've seen or done. I was just like, "Yep, yeah, been there, been there, done that, done that, all that kind of stuff." Or like knew somebody who did that. Yeah. So that I think those are the part I think those were the parts I was really like just cracking up because I found a lot in common with um with some of the kids were doing. Yeah. Um, like the cat uh, Miguel, uh, played by Jaden Michael um i he kind of reminded me like the way how he looked that's kind of like how i looked like when i was a kid
0: even with the colored eyes
1: yeah mine used to be <laughs> green <laughs> you know that's the only thing um yeah but you know my mom she's not she's not a latina so yeah um yeah so the movie there are parts where like i think that it, it is pretty funny it's it, i want to say it I don't want to say the jokes fall flat or anything like that, because I don't think there was a joke I was like, that was stupid or anything like that. They weren't
0: like clever jokes, but mm -hmm. they were definitely like um, their timing was right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they're, I guess, middle of the road, but they were jokes like and they weren't bad jokes. They weren't my um, joke that I made earlier, (sighs) that I can't even remember.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I purged it. So I don't remember either.
0: I think I said shmoo. Okay, stop it! Shh. Don't, don't don't
1: stop it. <laughs> uh, one part I really did like in this movie is that scene where they're watching Blade.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, and
1: they're like, "Oh shit!" And I'm like, "Yeah, I was fucking there, like doing that shit." Like,
0: "Oh shit!" Well, no, I think I did laugh at that part because mm-hmm. like they were watching Blade and they were trying to figure out how ways they could get you know kill vampires and mm-hmm. shit. But the thing that um, made me laugh was that. You get the a sense that like at least a few, a couple of the boys are like scared, mm. and then you know later on in the movie it comes back full circle because um, Miguel's mom mm-hmm. had like sees footage uh, like on TikTok or something of them all pretending to be Blade and I'm like oh, oh yeah Blade yeah. and they're fighting and she's like that's when she told Marrow's um, character like. This is what you have these boys doing. Yeah. Like you're not allowed to go over there anymore. Yeah. And so he's like, Hey, listen to your mom, don't don't come by here anymore.
1: Yeah, I think most of the stuff I found really funny. I mean, other than like the kids was uh Kid marrow, what he was saying. Uh-huh. But there's that part where um he was telling it. he was telling Miguel, like he's like, Look, if if this happens, I gotta fight I gotta fight the cops and I gotta fight your mom and I ain't really to take like no big ass chunk that to the face. I ain't doing that shit. Mm and I was like cracking up when he said that. Yeah. Um yeah, so kind of going back to um Kid Ameral's uh character, I feel the same way that he was like the heart of the story cuz he you know his death brings like brings the character character four where they have to like come together and like fight these vampires and everything. Right. Um it was it did kind of suck to see him die because i didn't want him to die but i understand like why the writers had to do it
0: i know for me i just wish that you had like i don't know about you but i wish i had more connection with the other any of the other characters too because just it was like literally for me the only reason why i thought the movie was any good Mm -hmm. at all like otherwise it's just like watching a movie that you don't have any connection to at all
1: gotcha gotcha um so, <laughs> this, uh, I don't want to say, I don't think it was intentional maybe it was intentionally funny. Um, that part near the end where um, the Vicky character. Oh, Vivian? Yeah, the Vivian character, she was like talking shit about the Bronx. And then the neighborhood was like, yo, you talking shit about the Bronx? You about to fuck up now. And then like they all <laughs> come together. That part, that part was I, I will admit, that part was pretty cheesy when yeah. they were fighting, because it was like ten people versus this one person, and they were like, one at a time, like, all right, you go. All right, now you go. Yeah. All right, now you go.
0: <laughs> well, they're doing the same thing that every other movie does.
1: Yeah, like these bad action films and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah,
0: like not everyone converging on the person all at once, which they should do. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I had an issue with Vivian. Okay. She was great when she was playing the good girl.
1: Yeah, I think they should have stuck with that longer.
0: Like, she was a good girl. Like, you knew she was bad, but, Mm. like, she was so believable. Mm. And, like, she's, like, the girl next door. She is kind of cute. She has, Mm. like, a great smile. Mm. Um, And then, like, when she turns bad, Mm. it's like... I don't know, like you know, when you're in high school or in middle school, and you get into a group and you have to pretend to be tough so that people Um, don't think that you're a fucking wuss.
1: Yeah, you're saying that that's that's how she was doing when she turned bad or when she was.
0: Yeah, she wasn't scary at all. She was just like she was a Karen.
1: Yeah, you know, I thought I think this would have been a great opportunity for the writers to have her be seen as like the good person like the, the one good white person because mm-hmm. you know there's always like that one good white person that like means well or whatever and then it would have been like a great plot to us to be like like if they sh- if they showed her that she's the leader of the vampires but showed her like way later in the movie like close to the end where it's like boom she's like the bad the biggest bad one mm-hmm. you know it kind of like did that like in uh What's that movie? Like, The Lost Boys, where, like, they reveal somebody who's, like, the leader of the vampires near the end of the movie. And it was mm. like, oh, shit, you know? Yeah. I think it would have been great if they did that. And it would have it would have said so much about, like, how, like, white people are, especially, like, now how there's, like, these white women who are claiming to be black and be, like, for their community. And they've come to find out they've been pretending to be black this whole time. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, like, a more of a detriment to, their, to, to those folks. Yeah. Uh, I think it would have been great. If the story, if her care reflected that. Yeah. And it would be like, oh, okay. Got that message.
0: Yeah. I think they really made everybody white because they, they wanted to throw that race in there, too. Mm. Like, they called them vermin and we want to exterminate all of you. Yeah. Which also doesn't make sense because that's your food. You don't want to exterminate your food. Yeah. You want to, like... You want to, like... You know, it's like when you are a lumber company... You have to replant those trees so oh, that, yeah. you know, in 20 or 30 years, you can cut them again.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, like, they could have, like, he could have said something like, exterminate you vermin. He could have said, like, you know, we just want to, like, put you guys in a doggy bag and meet you guys later.
0: <laughs> you know what they should have done? Huh? They really could have made their, um, their story work. I mean, it wouldn't have made a great movie at all. But why didn't they just get into the prison system?
1: The vampire?
0: Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about those people at all.
1: Those people are harder to kill.
0: Not for a vampire. I don't
1: know. Those those guys be hitting them weights. They got shivs underneath their beds and everything. They'd be like, oh, you're going to bite me? Like that. And I'll stab at them and shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> I think that they could have figured a way. It would be a better...
1: Kelsey, you, you know,
0: then gentrifying a, a neighborhood that you're trying not to draw attention to. But somehow. you can't,
1: you can't gentrify a prison. Yeah, you can. <laughs> That's horrible. Who'd want to do that?
0: Uh, white people.
1: Mm. White people want to keep. White people want to put black people in prison because it's cheap labor for no. slavery.
0: But think about it. Mm. If white people go in
1: mm.
0: and gentrify the prisons, oh like, God. you know. They can only buy certain things from the commissary. You know, they can only listen to, like, you know, indie music and shit.
1: We're going to open up a butter shop and sell Block C. And,
0: they, you know, <laughs> and they have to have avocado toast and shit. Mm, like, avocado toast. <laughs> but think about it. It's just another level of torture for people of color to deal with white people's shit. Mm. You know. So, it's like, you know, twisting the knife.
1: I, you know what? I'm sure I'm sh- if it has been made, I'm sure there is somebody out there right now writing a script where vampires invade a prison and the prison have to like survive i'm sure a script is being written by that right
0: or now. it probably already has been written i never know. saw the light of day
1: yeah yeah exactly or it's like a crappy like b it's,
0: uh, be- it's like death race
1: which, 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 which death race which one
0: the first one
1: the the one from the 70s or the no oh the one that can't came- Jason Statham was in it, I think. I or think something. so. Yeah, and there was like four Death Race movies after that uh-huh. that like went straight to DVD. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> so god awful. Um,
0: but I can imagine a, a vampire, in, vampires in prison movie being like Death Race. <laughs> yeah,
1: seriously. Um, it's
0: like Blade meets the prison system. <laughs>
1: uh, so yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't. I would actually like to sit my kid down to watch it. I think. She, I think she would totally dig it. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I think that would be the only reason I would like revisit this movie, is to watch it with my kid.
0: I don't intend on really revisiting it, because mm. I'll sit down mm. and watch it with them Yeah, while I'm looking at my phone the whole time.
1: Yeah, yeah, probably doing the same thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was an eye movie. It yeah, was eye it was, eye 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 movie. was more kids movie than we thought it was going to be. But yeah, yeah. It was good, though.
1: Yeah, um... All right, so that's it. We done with this section?
0: We are done with this section. Cool. And the next thing we are going to move on to is a trip down Lovecraft Lane. week's episode of Lovecraft Country is called Jigabobo um, the synopsis is Diana finds herself in Captain Lancaster's crosshairs when a visitor comes from his past uh, when a visitor from his past arrives Atticus and Letty take steps to protect their future directed by Misha Green also written by Misha Green and Iwoma Orfordire uh, it stars Journey Smollett, Jonathan Majors Wunmi, Musaku Abby Lee, Michael Kenneth Williams, and Jada Harris. Mark. Yes. What did you think about this episode?
1: This was a great episode. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I thought last week's episode was awesome. Well, last, week, last week's episode was awesome in its own right. This one was another fucking awesome episode, especially mm-hmm. how it ended. Like, oh, I was just like fist pumping in my mind. I was like, girl, yeah, girl, yeah the police, yeah yeah, <laughs> um yeah, I thought this was a great episode, um okay, this one it it, it kind of like was really, I thought okay, I thought when it started was like really powerful
2: because
1: mm-hmm. it started with everybody going to the funeral of Emmett Till, right and uh, people were speculating that one of the kids in the previous episode was Emmett Tell. I mean, it was if you just kind of did your research and then did the comparison. But this one, they were like, boom, you know, for a fact, it's mm-hmm. Emmett Till. Um, and Di- I thought this would be more of a Diana-focused episode, but it was kind of split evenly between Diana and, uh, and Ruby and Tick
0: um, mm-hmm. in
1: this episode. One thing I did like is that Montrose and Tick have seemed to have, like, I don't want to say they fully made amends, but they they are at least talking to each other. Yeah. Um, there's that really great moment later in the episode where Tick and Montrose are talking, and Tick is just like, "You know, did you ever cheat on my mom? With what was going on with you? Mm-hmm. You know." Montrose was like, "No, I had desires, and it wasn't until she until she was dead that I acted upon those desires." Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this really great moment where Montrose is like, um, "I was afraid." Ooh. Yeah,
0: I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah go but on. But while you're still in that part of that conversation, it's worth mentioning too mm-hmm. how he said mm-hmm. that that there was love there.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. I love that part that he facted like there was still love there. Hmm. Um, and he had brought up the fact that he was like, I, I, I wanted the things that normal people wanted. I wanted a family. Um, I wanted a wife. I wanted this, this uh, regular life, but it, it just was not like. He didn't say like there wasn't feelings there it, it just it wasn't exactly all he wanted, like after kind of like and, doing. It, and
0: maybe it just wasn't exactly the same as what it probably should have been,
1: yeah, and he he points out that like I had to do this because I would have been thrown in like an asylum with half my brain cut out, or I would have been thrown in jail or I would have been dead mm-hmm. you know. Of those, actually, I I would say about all three of those is still like current today Mm -hmm. with like gay conversion therapy and stuff like that, or gay conversion camps, which doesn't work at all, right? Um, gay people are still being killed for just that, or they're being mistreated by the police because they're because of their sexuality. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's, I think it's, I think it was more so more powerful because it came from Michael Kenneth Williams, who's seen as like this badass actor. Yeah, you know, even though his character Omar in The Wire was gay, but like not to like this degree.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. What did you think about? Oh, I want to. <laughs> I want to get your perspective on, on the the jig the jigabobo.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What, what did you as a white woman? What did you think of that?
0: It's creepy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. That's the girl, right? The yeah, girls. The
1: the the girl like the demons or whatever, the dancing demons. So
0: I thought it was interesting because it definitely looked like on the book, mm-hmm. one of them was black and the other one was white.
1: I would say that's more she was more mixed than anything. You can tell she has some white in her, but I wouldn't say she was white.
0: Okay. Um so I thought that was really interesting and um I honestly couldn't figure out what exactly was going on with like while all of a sudden she was seeing them,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, but I remember telling you before that I think she has some type of like precog abilities, and yeah, maybe yeah. it's more than that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not precog. Maybe it's something else. Yeah. And the things that she sees can actually manifest, but I don't know if like the stress brought it on mm-hmm. or if whatever the sheriff did to her. Mm-hmm brought it on
1: i think it's what the sheriff did um he put like some type of curse on her and, it, and that's what she was seeing um okay do you want to get a little bit of insight of why why a black person might see the Jacobobo as like such a very scary thing
0: you want me, a no. white person, to tell you why a black person? No, no, no,
1: no, no. I said, do you want me to give you
0: insight? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You informed me, Kelsey. <laughs> no, okay. So the Jigabobo, like the design of the Jigabobo was a very. It's a very stere it, it was. It still is now. But it's a very stereotypical. Um, uh, how white? How white people back then had viewed black people, back then, you know, um, and. It's it's like one of those things where it's like, what's her name? Fucking Megan Kelly who's like, you know, blackface. What's wrong with blackface? Nothing is wrong with blackface, you know, which is blackface is a very offensive um a very st- offensive thing, a very offensive stereotype. But the Jigobobo, um, if you remember, well, the the monster, you know, represented the picture of the girl in the book. And that was back then, it was something that black people had saw and was like, That's very offensive and that is how you view us.
0: Does that have to do with that one cartoon that I saw one time? We were watching something. Mm-hmm. There was like a cartoon with like it looked like it was blackface or like a yeah. you know like very racist animation of like yeah. black people.
1: Yeah. And how other people would it's like it's almost like a literal case of people not seeing the st- the scary stereotype of this. Mm-hmm. Um, like how Diana was the only one who were able to see it. But like the people in society who are just like I don't see how that's offensive. Yo, it's offensive and it's fucking terrifying at mm-hmm. the same time. Also, um, back then, um, what white people used to do and when they had, you know, all this media power and everything, like publication and shit, is they would have these character characters characters of these black people with like hair braided like that and like whack ass horrible like red lipstick. Mm-hmm. And it would, the message they were showing was like, look, these primitive creatures, these, these, uh, what's it, not parasites. What was the What was the thing that the white guy, vermins, these vermins, you know, we, mm-hmm. we give them the opportunity to be normal in society and they can't even do that correctly. Mm-hmm. This is what they look like. Yeah. So that's why it look. that's why you have like the red braids and the hair and stuff like that. And the, I mean, the red list is, is also um, a menstrual kind of thing as well. But it was also used as a uh, psychological tactic to show white people that black people can never be inundated in society, no matter how hard we try. Mm-hmm. So that was also like another terrifying like level of the Jim Gotcha. Yeah. Um.
0: Isn't Uncle Tom's book like isn't Un- Uncle Tom's Cabin like a book that is like an awful book for yeah, black people? Yeah,
1: that's also stereotype. Yeah.
0: So then, why did they have that book?
1: That was something white people had created because.
0: But it, she wasn't in a white person's bathroom, though. She was in. No, 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 no!
1: I'm not. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't just stop at Uncle Tom's cabin. There's advertising for it. Uh, cartoons. All the, trust me. I can show you books upon books of all the type of advertising that they showed that was just like that. That's just the most well known uh, frame of it, for the Jigabobo.
0: Yeah, but my point is. The book is known to be like an awful book. Mm-hmm. So why did they own that particular book?
1: I don't, I, that, I don't know. Maybe because the plot needed it or mm, something like maybe.
0: that. Or maybe they were studying it, you know, like.
1: Yeah, that could be that too. And, and there have been plenty of cases where black people have seen this and be like, I don't see how that's offensive.
0: Yeah. You and know? then they get called Uncle Tom's. So. Yeah. Yeah, exa-
1: <laughs> exactly. Fucking exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's talk about the, let's talk about the Ruby plot. You were oh I I okay before we continue. I remember you were just like I don't like Ruby. I don't like what they're doing with her and it's everything. It's not that
0: I don't like her. It's that I like her and yeah. she deserves more.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was getting at. But this one, you were just like I'm, a fl- I'm fucking feeling Ruby in this entire episode. Right? Yeah.
0: Finally, because she kind of got past her. I want to be a white woman phase. Mm-hmm. She kind of realized that it was kind of wrong of her and that it was like a symptom of a deeper issue. Yeah. Um. And so I think she's now going to move past it a little bit. Okay. Um, but there was a particular scene where.
1: The, 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 I don't want to say, uh, we'll just say the fucking scene between her and. and uh,
0: I think it was what, art, though. I wouldn't oh, even no. just call it fucking. I mean, it's I know, art. I know, I know,
1: I know. It was very artistic, but I'm just like putting it like that, that particular scene. I don't want, because I don't want to say lovemaking scene, because it wasn't lovemaking. It was very, like, sexual. That's yeah. what I was trying to get at.
0: Lustful,
1: lustful. Thank you, lustful. <laughs> thank you for for making me clean my mouth. <laughs> but you know, go on, go on about that scene.
0: Um. So, the, in a previous episode, mm-hmm. Ruby had told, um, Christina, Christina slash, what's his name, William. Mm-hmm. She told William actually. Yeah. That she didn't want to um, be a white woman. Or, you know, like when he kissed her. Yeah. Because then that would just, to her, feel like he only wanted her when she was white. Yeah. So, it was kind of like a 180 in this episode. She purposefully took the the serum to turn into, you know, the white lady so that she could then, you know, have sex with William. Yeah, yeah. But it was like you watch her usually when you see her you're seeing her transformation from the white lady back to herself mm-hmm. this time you saw her transformation into the white lady and it was really interesting how they did it because it was kind of calm and like they had this awesome song going on and like mm-hmm. oh, what was that excuse me that um the was, song was
1: like yeah it was by uh, alice smith uh, it was her version of nina simone's uh, i put a spell on you yeah that was a damn good song that was a damn good song
0: it really added to the scene Mm -hmm. um and so the way her skin changes colors like for me like there's certain things that take my anxiety so far away Mm -hmm. that i'm like at peace oh okay it kind of set me up to kind of like watch this and like completely enjoy it and i was like in my own bubble like i didn't I don't even remember that you were in the room with me.
1: You know what? Now, I mean, now that you're kind of mentioned, it, I remember you kind of like, I kind of felt like you weren't there. Like, I mean, like mentally you were there, but I felt like you like disappeared in that scene. Mm-hmm. Like, like I was like, you like how you said you were in your bubble. I was just like Kelsey's in her bubble because she's just like all about that scene. Yeah. Like, Fuck, fuck, I might as well walk out. She won't even know I'm gone. (laughs) That's
0: how I know a movie is really good. Mm Because I've told you before, usually I get so invested and like engrossed in what I'm watching. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on around me. Yeah. Or I feel too much. Like I feel what the character is going through and and some movies are too painful for me to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, And same thing with certain types of music. And that's why I really liked when we went to that one, um, the concert hall.
1: Oh, yeah. Because that type
0: of music always gets me like that too. Yeah, yeah. um Um, but it was really interesting because she then had sex with william mm -hmm. as the white lady and she transformed back into ruby while she was on top yeah and then like it was all like i don't know some people probably find it super disgusting because it was all bloody and shit Mm -hmm. i thought it was really hot (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, she says this line. she Says um, because her and uh, Ruben, Christina were talking about what was going on, and she says today I didn't because she's going through the pain of like. Um, Emmett Till of Emmett, of the death of Emmett Till, which I think is uh, w- one more thing to mention about that. I thought that I thought that whole pain of Emmett Till was it still reverberates to this day of the loss of the the tragic loss of that little boy and it like i i felt i felt it so much even though like that character shows up five minutes in the entire series but like his death i felt it Mm -hmm. like if i knew the kid and it's because like i've known the history of emmett till and everything so it was just like you didn't even have to spend time talking about that character or developing it because the history is so profound
0: i'm gonna tell you that i don't know much about him
1: Oh, you don't know much about, like, what happened? Oh, it's... Mm -mm. it's I think I've
0: heard it once. mm. But it wasn't like someone was telling me or anything. It was just like you read something that was very, like, lacking emotion. Because it was just, like... Yeah. A thing that happened, part of history, and it's gone. And I'm white. So, like...
1: (laughs) No, no, I I get it. I understand. Like, I'll I'll tell you about it, like, off air. It's... it's, It it essentially started, like, a serious movement that became, like, the Civil Rights Movement.
0: The way you describe... What happened, you know, not you didn't tell me what happened, but I'm mm-hmm. saying the way you describe how people feel about him mm-hmm. and what happened makes me feel like his death was like the death of, um, it's like almost the, the death of hope for, you know, white people and their humanity towards black people. Cause it's like yeah. he was little and he's, he's like, the innocence you know oh like, yeah
1: he's he was pure innocent what happened to him yeah
0: he's like the innocence and like all oh, that is good or whatever like mm-hmm. if you want to like kind of read between the lines and everything and then mm-hmm. you know he dies in whichever way he died and i'm sure it was awful and like so if any if anyone could do that to a child mm-hmm. then it's like okay so this isn't like we can fight against it now we've got to like really step it up
1: yeah yeah and like and so yeah ruby ruby was feeling like how we all feel about that about that death i mean <clears throat> excuse me there were plenty of kids who have died uh and it's kids and it's the kids who have died like trayvon martin and everything who's been killed by a cop who's who, you know one of them most famous ones. she wasn't she wasn't a kid but brianna taylor you know she was shot mm-hmm. by the police but and- there
0: was that kid who had the um the water gun or the fake gun or whatever.
1: Yeah, I think that was Trayvon Mark. And there's, they, there's no,
0: no, it wasn't him. Which one? The, the kid at the park.
1: I, was, yeah, I, I remember... Uh, the name is... Me, there's so many deaths of young black was boys. Like,
0: wasn't it like Michael... Something.
1: Michael Coleon? No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Ruby... He was
0: what, 12? Yeah, he was, was like 12. He
1: was 12, the cop... And they
0: thought he was an adult. <laughs>
1: The kid was 12 on the playground with a toy gun. The cop got out of the car 10 seconds later, shot him, boom, dead. Mm. 10 seconds. And just fired. Yeah. Um, but what I was getting at is how Ruby, um, she, had, she wanted to forget to, like, she, like for a minute, she wanted to forget just being black. Because mm-hmm. there was so much pain that she was going through. And there's this really great line that she said, she said, today, I didn't want to be, be a black woman fucking a white man. Mm-hmm. Like, she just didn't want to be that at all. And how Ruby is telling Christina, like, I want you to feel my pain. I want you to understand it. And I want you to know that you will never fully understand it. You will never fully feel unsafe, like how we do. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like, I think that really put Christina in her place, like, oh, shit.
0: <laughs> I I would say that it did, but there was a part of me that felt like she said, I don't care.
1: Because
0: yeah. she literally did say that, and, and she was trying not to sugarcoat it for ruby yeah but she's she's got a lot of other things on her mind and she's like no i don't care because ruby had asked her do you care she's like no i don't
1: Mm -hmm. tamir rice that's the kid's name yeah yeah
0: um so then she's like okay well like you're never gonna understand Mm -hmm. you know what it's like yeah and then and then christina came back at her and said you don't actually care the way you think you do either Hmm which I don't really understand where she was coming from there.
1: I think honestly, I think she's trying to like poison her mentally or she's trying to like tempt her a whole lot. Like I I feel that Christina is trying to have Ruby realize that there that she can be given so much power with magic, but that but Ruby won't see past won't see the past her own issues. And I think Christina's trying to like put that in her as well. Like, see past your issues as a black woman and just realize that you can have all all this power. Yeah. But Ruby has lived in this life where, you know, she's a a scared... uh, She's a black woman walking down the street, and that's terrifying enough.
0: I think she's doing that thing that white people tend to do. What is that? Which is look past your own blackness. Like, be something you're not so that you can be something greater. Like, as if it's not good enough to be black. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah and some people I mean some people look at their blackness and they're just like I am great because I am black you mm-hmm. know they use that and I'm all for that you know be proud of your heritage and whatever unless it's fucking southern what's it called the, the confederate flag ain't heritage bullshit <laughs> um so I'm trying to remember what was one thing that that was stuck um, out so much
0: Atticus knows that Letty's pregnant
1: oh yes yes let's talk about that yeah
0: um she hasn't told him yet, but he knows. Yeah. And there was a conversation that he had where he kept looking down at her stomach, uh, and like she either didn't notice or didn't want to acknowledge it. Yeah. Um. And.
1: I like how he found
0: out. How did he find out?
1: Because the, when he came back from the portal, mm-hmm. and he he got, he had that book that you kept wondering like what the oh, fuck yeah, is that yeah, book yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so I saw that book, and I, for a second I was like holy shit what's his name something freeman george George freeman Freeman, yeah for a second i'm like is that his uncle's name yeah i'm like his uncle wrote a book called lovecraft country
1: yeah for a minute i did think that too because i was like wait what why
0: so then i was like oh this has got to be like an alternate reality that's mm, what i thought like immediately my brain went alternate reality Mm -hmm. um but it wasn't that it happened just so happened that wherever he was he came back from yeah there exists, and he went to, he did go to an alternate reality, but he came back to his real one.
1: I think, I think, I don't think that, I think he went to the, I think he said he went to the future.
0: Yeah, but he said that it's not, what his son wrote about wasn't exactly, like, uh, how it happened or whatever. Yeah,
1: I think, I, I think that's his, that's his, that's his, that's. That's the sense of like tales being told over time, oh. and it loses a little bit in translation as like time goes by. Because I know he, because w- I remember Montrose. they said like, "What happens at the end? Like, do you die?" He goes like, "The things are a bit different. This doesn't add up, or something like that." So I'm yeah. thinking like maybe the sun changed it up a bit, which I don't know how the sun could change up anything because this whole show has been fucking wild as fuck.
0: <laughs> um. So there were baby. They were is they were basically able to um formulate a plan from what was written in this book because yeah. uh Atticus was like you know there's some truth in here even though not everything in here is accurate um there's that which and it's funny because that whole time he's like, oh, I have a son I have a son I'm like but if i for my in my mind mm-hmm. because things weren't accurate and the, and it's kind of ambiguous if it's not accurate because it was kind of like alternate or if it's because it's the future and things get lost. But my mind was like, or well, it could be you have a daughter.
1: Or maybe that. You know. But
0: I'm sure it is a son because I think your your version of what happened is actually more accurate. Ah. Um, so Atticus met Christina in the beginning of the episode. episode.
1: Yeah, to get a protection spell. To
0: get a pr- Yeah, to get a protection spell. She taught it to him. Mm-hmm. In exchange for the key for the um, time machine. Yeah. And he tried it with his father. Yeah. Didn't he? Didn't think it worked. He didn't feel any different. Yeah. And the show goes on. Yeah. Um, and then Letty finds out, and she's pissed. They have an argument, like mm. huge argument. Um, and she ends up meeting with Christina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. she tries to bargain with her for Atticus's um,
1: the negatives of the the pages. Yeah, the of negatives
0: the, of the pages. But like, like, I, if you you want these, you need to protect Atticus, like make him invulnerable. Mm-hmm. And she said no. Yeah. And she almost let her walk out. And she's like, and what does she end up bargaining with her instead?
1: I don't. I don't remember exactly. I think she just gives her, like, the negative, and she goes, like, well, we, like, need protection or something like that. And that's where, like, Christina, like, puts, like, the mark of Cain on her.
0: Yeah, she's like, I can give you protection. Yeah. And so she, yeah, she puts the mark of Cain on her and then walks away. Mm -hmm. So now Letty is, like, invulnerable. Like, you know, bullets bounce off of her and shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that was, so, like, uh, the, the cops in this one, like, the leader of the the sheriff of the police station or whatever he's like he like gets all these men together because he, he's like trying i can't i don't remember exactly what he's trying to find what what, what did he say because he wanted diana to find something for for him it was something with like you end up saying the word now and, and you're like what is that and i was like i don't fucking know what that is
0: it was like an or or or, or something like that it, was, it or- was or
1: yeah it was like an oral bread and poker the popcorn <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and there's like this like he goes to the house with all these all these police and he can't get through the fucking door but yeah. I thought that was cool he couldn't get through the barrier right and that's where like it's like oh he's fucking magic he knows something's up mm. so like they fire and everything kind of find out like the all the bulls are like bouncing off the of lady she like turns the neo for like a little <laughs> while and then like tick gets back and there's this he gets shot at by one cop and that fucking that the fucking demon creatures, from like the what the first episode mm-hmm. pop up. Well, one of them, and I was like, oh shit! And that, but
0: it, but it's not a white one like they were. It's a
1: black one, yeah. And I guess that's what the protection—that's what the protection spell was. Was, um, for him to like bring those creatures or use one of those creatures or some shit like that. Yeah. But I thought that shit was so dope when those monsters was like tearing those cops apart. Like,
0: yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was great. Oh, so
1: beautiful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah also like Ruby ends up telling telling Letty that she's been dealing with Christina as well
0: yeah she finally does because I remember before yeah. like right as that scene was going to happen mm-hmm. I was like hey that's kind of shitty that Ruby's been messing around with William Christina and mm-hmm. she hasn't said anything to anybody else
1: yeah so this was what the third to last, last uh, third to last episode of the season right
0: I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, the second one. I mean, normally how HBO goes is like there's like a penultimate episode that's like fucking wild. Yeah. But like this one, I, I mean this.
0: <laughs> this one could have been penultimate or it, the last one. Exactly.
1: Like it. Like
0: it was. Oh, and fucking oh, what's her name?
1: Gia uh, came, and like that whole mm-hmm. succubus thing came out. I wonder. Like I'm really curious what her deal is going to be now <laughs> since she's she's now at the house.
0: Yeah. She just says she wants to save him. Yeah, yeah. But she told him, like, our shit wasn't real. Trying to get her to leave because he doesn't want her there. That's so fucked up.
1: That poor girl.
0: I think it is, but I think it kind of shows that for that time, mm-hmm. he's not as open-minded as we would like him to be for our yeah, time.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. And it makes sense because, I mean, it's what, the 1950s or something like that. So mm-hmm. it makes complete sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can't wait. For, I can't wait to see what happens um, next week's episode. I don't even remember what the fuck happened for next like the because they had the preview for next week. I
0: know we watched it and I don't remember it either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we I I do know at the end of course Diana she gets infected like the chickaboo gets a hold chickabobo gets a hold of her and she gets infected and it has something to do with that in the next episode. But that's the only thing I fucking remember is like mm-hmm. that. I guess because I was so hyped up on this this episode that I was like. Wait there's a, there's still another one, okay, cool
0: didn't she they got her at the end of this episode,
1: yeah, yeah, and, and Montrose was there to like grab her, but like But he made just, it
0: worse because she was fighting them, and he held her down, yeah, like yeah. why are you swinging at the air and like they they got her,
1: yeah, so I mean we'll just see um what happens next week, of course, we'll talk about it, probably like. F- hopefully i'm i'm hoping we're not like hype it up like oh it's gonna be another great episode and then it's like a letdown i hope it's
0: not like that. i know me too i'm like finally starting to trust that it's a good after that second episode <laughs> i'm like okay like you know we've got a few under our belt now i think it's actually a good show yeah yeah
1: um all right is there anything else you want to talk about or are we due with
0: this we are done You're done i y'all your- right now, yours right now. cinematic of blackula
2: you shall pay black prince i curse you with my name you shall be blackula blackula the black avenger rising from his tomb to fill the night with horror Dracula, Dracula's soul brother. Deadlier
1: even than he. You know, he is a strange
0: dude. This movie came out in 1972, and the synopsis is An ancient African prince turned into a vampire by Dracula himself finds himself in modern Los Angeles. Directed by William Crane, written by Joan... Torres and Raymond Koenig. It stars William Marshall, Vonita McGee, Denise Nicholas, Thalmas Rasulala, uh, Gordon (laughs) Pinsent.
1: I was looking at like wait Rasulala what the hell?
0: I know I don't know how to say that.
1: (laughs) So Kelsey, since we take another we took another dive into the uh, black black exploitation genre. Uh huh. What did you think of (laughs) Blackula?
0: I can't get past the name because it sounds like something, like, sounds like I named it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, it's cheesy. Uh, um, the whole movie's cheesy, though, but in a good way. Yeah. You know, it's not, like, white people stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not, like, it's, I mean, it, it, like, if it says genre, but it, it honestly doesn't look really cheaply made, like, how Dolomite looked.
0: yeah. It doesn't look really cheaply made, but also, like, the vampire extra eyebrow thing was kind of, like... (laughs)
1: Cool. <laughs> i love that you know what Not a lot, i love that costume really i love the black yellow look this the you know one minute he's normal next minute he has like mad ass mountain chops and like a unibrow and you know he's got all these dark circles well, on his, his eye.
0: eyebrows go straight like spock all yeah. the way into his hair uh
1: i even like how he carries himself how oh uh, i like that yeah how william marshall carries himself like <laughs> like when he would suck uh when He would bite on somebody's neck. Uh He looked, like, what did we say? He sounded like he was thrown up on their neck. Yeah. Just,
0: Rawr! <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he, you, I remember you picked out, you were like, God, he must be like six foot six.
1: Mm hmm. He was a tall ass or, dude. No, you said
0: six foot five, right? And uh, then you looked him up and it turns out he was six foot four or something
1: like that. Yeah, that <laughs> dude is freak. Cause like he's like towering over everybody in the scene, even like other brothers and shit like that. He just like looking down on him. Yeah. Like in every scene. Um would you be happy to know that William Marshall is actually was actually like a trained thespian actor, like a legit actor.
0: Yeah seems like he is, too, because it seems like he was in his element in the beginning when he was talking to Dracula.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh like, yeah, That's
0: kind of, for me, what it started off on the right note because oh, okay. it was um, like I could take it seriously in the beginning because, mm-hmm. like, they're having this conversation and he carried himself in a certain way.
1: Yeah, he was like, he worked on Broadway for years. Oh, wow. He, I did not even know that. He was an understudy of Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff is the one who played Frankenstein.
0: Oh, really? Yeah,
1: yeah. He was his understudy. Wow! Holy shit! didn't even know that.
0: (laughs) Um, As the movie kind of progressed, like, I think it's funny he wakes up in, like, the 70s, and, -hmm. like, really nobody is paying attention to how he's dressed.
1: It's the 70s. Styles were wild back then.
0: I know, but you would notice someone from, like, that time, whatever time uh, that was, that I don't know.
1: Honestly, honestly, because I think it was like sixteen hundreds or something like that. Honestly, if if um, if I was if I was living in the seventies and I saw this dude with his cape and everything, I'd just been like, oh, he's kind of weird, but whatever.
0: I'd be like, that's your thing. <laughs> no, know, knowing you, you'd be like, hey, where'd you get that cape?
1: Not gonna lie, I thought that cape was fly shit. Mm. <laughs> I liked the cape; it was nice. <laughs> it was a nice game. I thought it was so funny how um, when when uh, William Marshall's character was being first being turned into a vampire by Dracula. And he was just like, I shall curse you and call you. And then credit to
0: Yeah, I will curse you with my name. And I'm like, your name's not Blackula. Yeah,
1: I'll curse you with <laughs> my name, but put black in
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because they were called black people back then.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And, you know. Vlad the Impaler's, you know, native tongue.
1: Mm. Um <laughs> <laughs> What? I, this, this is going to sound like a dumb, a dumb question, but I have to ask you: What did you think about the performance?
0: Um. I don't know. Some of the writing was kind of wonky, so it kind of took away from some of the performing. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, the detective? Not he's not a detective. Where he kind of turned into one. He was yeah, a reporter.
1: Was, no, no, he was a medical doctor. He was oh, uh, yeah, he was yeah. a like a, f- I think he was like a forensics forensics yeah for the police department.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. This dude was like he sure became a detective. Like yeah. as the story like progress. Like I think he had a gun too.
0: Yeah, he did. Um, I thought it was his performance was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I the female what's her name oh vanita mcgee Mm -hmm. she's gorgeous but that's kind of it yeah she didn't really bring a whole lot and i and i honestly i feel bad because i feel like
1: oh he was a pathologist there you go
0: that's even worse
1: (laughs) yeah i know
0: (laughs) um vanita like her the way she was written was very much like Oh, I'm I'm gonna give you the idea that I could be an independent woman mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden
1: Black shows up. Yeah, and, and
0: she's just like, I don't know why I feel so attracted to you. Take me away like it was very like mm. it was very um like twelve year old wet dreamish like Yeah. For a yeah. girl. Yeah. You know, yeah. like girls always when they're going through like puberty, will have dreams like that.
1: I have a feeling that when um, when the director, whoever approached uh, Vanita McGee, whenever they approached her about this role, they were just like, oh, yeah, you're like a strong, powerful woman who has her own job and her own career, and she's not letting any you know, man get in her way. you
0: also get to play uh, Luva, the queen.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And she's like, okay, cool, yeah, I'm totally down for that. And then they, they probably like left out the part of like yeah you're pretty much just gonna be like thirsting for this dude just like non-stop exactly <laughs> <laughs> um one thing I, I do really enjoy about this movie is like they don't even really call him they call him blackula like twice mm-hmm. like dracula calls him blackula and i th- i think that's like about it that's all i can remember because his his name in the in the movie was mama waldi um and i thought that was i thought that was cool because You know, if if it was poorly done, they would just call him. He would just be continuously be called Blackula, Mm
0: -hmm. and Um, they gave him a name that sounds like it could be from from Africa. From Africa, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I I read up on on a bit of trivia on this movie, and what happened was that uh, William Marshall, he was working with uh, the director and the writer, and instead of because I think his name was supposed to be like something Anderson or some shit like that, And he was like, no, no, like let's give my character more. Uh, depth. Let's like give him more of a backstory. So that's where the whole like that's where the whole like prince thing comes out because he's in 1780 when he introduced to the character, he's a prince. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's you know, and and he just like they that role is stuck with it. Everyone knows him as Blacky Love, but like I said, his name is only said maybe like once or twice in the movie.
0: Mm hmm. But he's known as Mama Waldy the whole time.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Um, I really like that. The one thing that I, I had to have you kind of explain to me mm-hmm. is, like, the connection between this movie and Dracula.
1: Oh, like how the how the plot develops and stuff like that?
0: Yeah, because uh, the love interest, um, you know, Vanita McGee, who sh- she plays Tina slash Luva. She, mm-hmm. like, is somehow attracted to him and, mm-hmm. like, she's not afraid of him and all these different things. Mm-hmm. Um and it's really weird because I'm like, she's obviously not of that bloodline, like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: what, or it, it, that doesn't even matter. Like, she's just not the same person. So why does she
1: have those feelings? Have towards those
0: feelings towards him?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just how, um, that's just like how the Dracula story is. I mean, even though they. In the and Dracula, they explain it a whole lot better. In this one, they barely explain. They don't explain it at all. Why she's all she says is like, "I find myself strangely attracted to you." Yeah, you know, like that. But like obviously in this one, if you folks haven't read the book, seen Bram Stoker's Dracula, the Francis Ford Coppola film, like Mm -hmm. it goes into better detail of how they're like, they're they're intertwined together throughout time and how they're always like find each other. uh, That made
0: me think of Legends of Tomorrow.
1: Well, that show? Mm-hmm. Why?
0: Because there's two characters. There's like Hawk Girl. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. There you go. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, the Hawkman and Hawk Girl. Yeah, that, it's like that. Yeah, it's like that. Damn
0: it, give you put the mic. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm sure you're surprised. Like, holy shit. Where'd you pull that from? I know, right? Like, wait a minute. What happened to Kelsey? What'd you done with her? It's okay. I'll go back under my rock in about a second. No, no,
1: no, please. This means, it means you're learning. This this podcast is essentially a learning experience for you. Mm. Um,
0: no, like literally, guys. Mm. We have an Evernote notebook with a list of movies that Mark wants me to see. That's constantly
1: we, growing. I
0: know. We it grows faster than we watch them mm-hmm. and and he named it kelsey's film school
1: oh yeah i think it's called like uh, film school for kelsey yeah, or something yeah. like that um let's, <laughs> uh, we have to talk about that last the, the the last scene where it's like in that chemical plant
0: oh yeah <laughs> what the fuck That happened chemical. Oh, no, i actually, feel like that's the no. only thing they could really get
1: actually no let's stop there let's not do that yet Let's talk about the, the 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 action scene in the warehouse. Okay. With like the 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 vampires that are apparently super freaking slow. They're oh. walking like zombies and shit. <laughs> and like the pathologist and the detective was like, "Here, throw these uh, gas lanterns at them." And like that's it. That's how they defeat them. It's even like I remember there's one that like tries to jump on them too. That you were like cracking up at.
0: I yeah, I was laughing at that. I, it's f- fucking stupid. I don't know mama Waldy, the first time he he finds tina and thinks it's luva mm-hmm. he's like he's like he's fucking skipping she's like yeah. running away from him and he's just like doop the dude yeah one boy he skips and like she gets really far away and then runs into the cab driver and he's like oh you you helped her get away like no she didn't you don't blame that shit on her you're fucking slow yeah.
1: he was like well one he was moving so slow as how the hell that taxi taxi uh taxi driver hit and he was moving too damn slow it's not like he was like running in the middle of the road and like oh shit yeah. he was just like skip walk skip walk skip boom <laughs>
0: um he skipped too fast
1: one thing that actually surprised—I haven't seen mind you, i haven't seen this movie like in years since I was like a child. So I'm like remembering this bits and pieces of it. One thing that it, it surprised me again watching this: the transformation into a bat.
0: <laughs> I pointed it out because you looked away. Uh huh. But he turned out. First of all, you're like, nah, he doesn't turn into a bat because um, Leia was watching it.
1: Yeah. She's yeah. like, does
0: he turn into a bat? And you're like, no. Yeah, like, I'm
1: thinking like, the but it probably was not in the budget. You told
0: her that you're like, yeah, the budget wouldn't allow for that. Uh And then it happened. Uh, <laughs> and you're like, oh shit! He turned into a bat. And <laughs> like a green bat. No, that was the second time. Oh, it's like, oh second the time. The second he, time he was a green bat. Yeah. Like if it was green screen, you could see the green of the wall reflecting on, um, on the fake bat.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so then now, the chemical scene, the chemical plant scene, where the the big climactic scene in the chemical plant. I, I I don't understand why a chemical plant. I, I don't understand that, I and mean, they never explain it either.
0: It's—I bet you—it's just like the best they could do. Like, yeah, it was either probably like a high school, mm-hmm. which would have been really—that weird. Yeah, or the chemical plant. Like,
1: yeah, they probably like do somebody that was like, yeah, y'all can like shoot it here, but it has to be like at night.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Everything's closed up.
0: Well, also because they're vampires.
1: Yeah, that too. That too.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> I was pretty. I was actually saddened when. Um, when well, when Tina died, well, we have
0: to talk about that because you were kind of pissed off about it. You're like, okay, so you know they're all looking for your nest.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: They're looking for your nest, so why are you gonna hide your love in your fucking empty C- coffin? Yeah, in your
1: coffin, yeah.
0: So of course they open it, thinking he's gonna be in there, and they kill her instead.
1: Yeah, that's a he, that's a very careless lover.
0: Yeah. He doesn't care. You know, it's okay, because he can live forever. Mm. He'll just find her in another you know, a couple hundred years.
1: <laughs> yeah, 200 years later. Well, apparently he won't after what happens to him in this one.
0: Well, he will, because there's a sequel.
1: Yes. <laughs> I, yes, that is correct.
0: Yeah, and then, like... It was gross, though. Oh, he
1: when looked he, weird. Oh, when he was dying? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. It just It's funny. When you see in modern movies mm-hmm. a vampire dying... They're mm. slowly turning to dust, or they're, like, melting or something. Yeah. He just looks like he's slowly having a heart attack.
1: Yeah. Yo, he <laughs> sold the shit out of it. He was like, ah, ah. He's like, I don't know, you won't get this reference, but he was like George Jefferson from the Jefferson, like,
0: ah, I'm coming, Louise,
1: like, all that kind of shit. Ah, 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 ah.
0: <laughs> and then, and like, then all of a sudden they cut back to him and he's like a bubbling mass of nastiness.
1: Yeah, he he almost looked like um it almost looked like they had a body like a head made out of like wax or whatever and they pour like whatever acid they had on on like sulfuric acid if we can give like the bubbly effect or whatever. Yeah. And then like uh, the, the more disintegration of the body maggots Meg just show up. It's yeah. in his eyes. It's mad. He was like, ew, fucking gross.
0: <laughs> and also, why? That doesn't happen that fast. Shit. Yeah.
1: I didn't see any flies flying around there. No. <laughs> um, I'm really, I, I've never seen the sequel, which is called Scream, Blackula, Scream. Uh, Pam Grier is in it, but I'm so curious to watch that movie. One, how the fuck is Blackula back? And two, does it measure up to the, to the classic Blackula?
0: Yeah, I kind of want to watch it.
1: Yeah, we should probably just, one day just like check it out and see what see how it is. I bet you anything, it probably won't be as good as the first one.
0: Probably not, but it's that would make me sad though because I know Pam Greer is good.
1: Yeah, I mean Pam Greer, she's she's. I'm not gonna say all, all every film she's done has been really good, but she's like she's seen as one of the queens of of that genre. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, black black exploitation films, um, they're not known for their high quality um there's a there's another one that i want you to check out it's called uh black caesar mm-hmm. and it has uh what's his name? i think fred Williamson. we we met him at the at beyond fest last year that the, the the dude I was like happy to shake his hand
0: yeah because didn't he play in that one movie with the, the zombies yeah i can't remember the name of that
1: fucking movie too that was so good though yeah um yeah but like that one black caesar that's that is notoriously like bad but it's like it's just like that fun kind of
0: bad you know like how fun it was when this movie was over and we were talking about Blackenstein and
1: there's the Blackenstein I've never seen Blackenstein
0: I know what I'm saying like making up names too where you could put black in it
1: oh yeah the black the black mummy which is called blummy or some shit (laughs) like that black werewolf with this black wolf
0: (laughs) it sounds a lot like beowulf
1: I wonder
0: if there's, like, a
1: Beowulf black version. If not, there should be made.
0: That story creeped me the fuck out. In, Beowulf? In middle school? Or high school? High Beowulf.
1: School. I remember reading it, in, I think, in middle school. And then there was that really bad CGI movie that came out, like, maybe, I like, 10, 15 years ago. I don't
0: think I watched it, but I definitely read, like, the short story version of it, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, shit.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um. So... Uh, Kelsey, do you think I only think I feel like it's a stupid question, but you know I have to ask it, do you think it still holds up?
0: <laughs> I'm on the fence you're on the fence? yeah, I'm gonna say it's dated
1: Oh, it's dated as fuck, yeah
0: but I think if you're if you love movies, mm. it's still gonna be a lot of fun
1: yeah this is this is one of those movies that I think it should in any film study class. This should be like definitely put in there,
0: and you should watch it with people. Don't watch it alone. Like, oh yeah, watch it with people. Have some drinks or get fucking high or yeah. something. Yeah,
1: this shit's like prime for like midnight showing. Yeah, you know at a, at the well now at a drive-in.
0: But. Yeah, you know, or you could like make your own movies outside mm-hmm. and then socially distance with your neighbors. Yes, if you like your neighbors.
1: If you like, only if you like them.
0: But you if, know, you should still do it, and then don't invite them, and then <laughs> yell at them. Stop watching my movie.
1: I know, right? Like you didn't pay me. <laughs> you didn't pay the price of admission.
0: Yeah. ever tries. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I, 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 st- I still enjoy this film. I'm actually glad that Leia, Leia sat down and watched the movie. I know she didn't watch like all of it with with us, but she did watch about like half of it with us. Hmm. Um. Yeah, it's, it's a piece of film history that I think it should, it should be watched by everybody. Just to kind of just be like, all right, this is, this is a cool genre to get into.
0: It was good enough that usually Leia is distracting when we're watching movies. Oh, yeah. And I was in my own bubble. Oh, okay. Like for for some of it, mm-hmm. so I didn't even realize that she was there. Like, yeah. Except for that one part where she turned. She asked if he was gonna turn into a bat.
1: <laughs> yeah, and she was totally into it too. She was like totally like she didn't. I know she wasn't. She's not allowed to be on her phone, but at no point she was like, "I'm gonna go do this instead," or just like looking around.
0: No, well, she was in a hell of a good mood that night for some reason.
1: Mm. Um. Yeah. So that's it. We did. Yeah. All right, folks. Um so that's gonna be it for our show for this week. Um we wanna thank you all for joining us. Uh you can find this episode and all our past uh episodes on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on Amazon Music Now, iTunes, don't I forget. Bet you SoundCloud? We're probably on SoundCloud too. I, I haven't put it any I haven't submitted anything, but I've seen our podcast end up like on like weird all different type of like podcast catchers. Yeah. Um so yeah like i said our past episodes are on that on a lot of different podcasts catchers um next week uh we are going to be reviewing a recent review sorry a recent film called save yourselves which will be available on vod on what's the day, october 9th mm-hmm. uh i think it's like a it's a beaker street produced film uh kelsey and i have already checked it out and uh we got a lot to say about it it's a it's an interesting flick um we are gonna pair that up with uh, our Jarrett's Cinematic, which will be I'm hearing singing.
0: <laughs> Probably the girls are upstairs.
1: Oh. We're gonna be pairing that up. Our Jarrett's Cinematic is gonna be 1986 Critters.
2: Hmm.
1: Oh, I can't wait to show you this one as well. <laughs> mm, 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 <laughs> so delicious. Um Critters is available to rent on Amazon, YouTube, Apple TV, and on Google Play. On that episode, we are going to have another guest. Uh, last week we had our buddy James. Um, this coming week we are going to have my buddy Zeus on.
0: I've never met him before. Yeah.
1: So. Oh, no, you've met him once. We were at the LA Film Festival and you met him for like five minutes. Oh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> LA Film or San Diego?
1: Um, no, it's the LA Film. The it Who was, did
0: we meet in San Diego? There was a buddy of yours. Comic Con. Yeah, at the bar. bar oh, Cain. that was
1: um, Logan. That was Logan. Oh. Yeah, Zeus. Uh, my buddy Zeus. His real name is actually James, but we called him Zeus.
0: Yeah, I don't remember people that well. Okay.
1: So. Yeah, we we only we met up like we bumped into him because he happened to be at the same bar that we were going, and we like talked for like five minutes.
0: Oh, I remember. I yeah. remember now. Yeah. They we were out, they were like outside. Yeah. Exactly. And I didn't really interact with him because there wasn't a lot of room. So I was like, okay, I'll just go over here.
1: Yeah. So he is going to be on next week's show to help us review uh, Save Yourselves and Critters. Um, the topic of that episode. What do you have something to say?
0: Well, you have a topic and my brain has a different topic.
1: Well, okay, what's, what's your topic?
0: Silent but deadly. <laughs> hmm because i haven't seen critters yet and i'm sure they're not silent but oh, they're
1: definitely not silent but, <laughs> but i do like that sounds Fuck oh got a fart joke thanks <laughs> anyway the topic for next week would be like mine's gonna be any better don't pet the poofs <laughs> yeah what <laughs> i keep thinking you're gonna say something you come to I the i was mic.
0: going to but you know you're just gonna be like
1: <sighs> no give it to me just do it anyway
0: Well, after my my topic and then you saying your topic, it just kind of sounds like people farting on themselves. Oh, my. On their hands.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Whatever. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so please join us uh, for that episode next week. Um, So, yeah, we want to make sure you guys are safe out there. You know, wash your hands, put on your damn mask. The economy is going to be crashing soon because we got an idiot who's a super spreader now. So, whatever. Yep. Um I
0: like I read one article that goes he went back to the White House and then addressed the public and whipped his mask off like God really dude.
1: Good thing it's not a political podcast. We we'd just be going nuts right now. <laughs> um so yeah, like I said, uh, you know we we can beat this pandemic, folks. We can beat it. It's now almost it's it's we're coming up to close to a year you on You know this what I shit. thought
0: about yesterday? What? This is the reason why zombie events are always the end of the world in the movies. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. And it's always America's fault.
1: Yeah. Fucking <laughs> New Zealand, they they rarely have a case now. They're living their lives like whatever, while people have lost their jobs and they're losing their homes. Yep. Um, but anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, so yeah, that's gonna be it for our show. Um, but I'm gonna leave you guys off with a very delightful story. Um, growing up. I grew up in Fontana. For all you Fontana folks, you know, hearing me out there, you know. Y'all know what I'll be talking about in a second. Uh, I was riding and every morning I would ride the school bus to school during my high school years. Um, but there was always this guy on the corner on the corner of of a street. And he would wear like these yellow sweats and he would be like bouncing his basketball around, right? And always on time like we would drive by that neighborhood Around like 7 or 7.30 He would be out there Just bouncing the ball But he'd be like Shouting at somebody Who's not there Just like Bouncing the ball like, like, like he's almost like Yeah come on Come on Yeah I'm gonna I'm Ball you up I'm gonna ball you up Like he's looking for Like a challenger Just to walk by At 7 in the morning On a weekday Right <laughs> And so This is what All he wear, wear uh, Like uh, Probably like Nikes Yellow sweats Like bright yellow sweats And no shirt 7 o'clock in the morning on a weekday shoes and yellow sweats bounce good ball looking for a challenge And mind he was like cut too he was fit as fuck mm. okay and one of my friends who who like finally knows he was like yo what's what's up with that guy like is he on drugs is this why he's doing this and I remember looking at him looking at my friend and I had I must have just seen blackula cause the next words that came out of my mouth was nah man That is one strange dude.